I'm Will Hedrick. And I'm Jordan Schaffer. And this is Dog Ears and Timestamps, a book club podcast. Witcher cast. Witcher cast. Corona cast. Yeah, man. Um, I guess we should address the elephant in the room. Are we going to have Deets next week? I know that's, that's on everyone's mind. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I keep hearing about. Everybody at work is asking. Yeah. I see it on the Twitter sphere. I mean, as long as I'm, I'm Number healthy. one trending topic. Going to the ranch on uh, Sunday, though, so... Oh, so you're that's like the ultimate social isolation yeah. or social distancing is what they're calling yeah, it. Sunday or Saturday after work Saturday. So right when I get coronavirus, I'll go oh, to nice. the ranch and mm-hmm. give it to mom. There you go. She'll go spread it to Portland. Nice. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I wonder if there's any confirmed cases in San Pat yet. Yeah, I don't know. Not that I've heard of. I don't know. I feel like everybody should be able to keep their distance like they're recommending. You right. Know? <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit easier there you know, population density wise. I think we've got 10 confirmed cases in Travis County right now or in Austin proper, at least maybe not the entire County. Damn. That's a, that's a, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, it's gone from zero to 10 in a week. You know, a lot. I saw an ambulance on the way over here and I was like, I did too. (laughs) Dude, I just keep, but I mean, that's no different than any other day in Austin. I I normally don't see. Oh yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) I feel like at least, Two or three times a week, I see some sort of emergency vehicle. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who I'm kidding. The other day, I saw a car that was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was last week. <laughs> oh, good old ATX. Um, but in any case, we're still reading The Witcher. It's better than ever. Yeah. Um, don't, um, before we get too far, uh, make oh. sure you bump bump elbows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do the elbow it. bump. <laughs> Don't do any fist bumps. No handshaking. At Keep work. your sleeve over your elbow as you touch the other person's sleeved oh, elbow. smart. I didn't even think of that. That's what you do. Uh, at, Leo was there today at work, and he was like, oh, what's up, man? Bomey. <laughs> we bumped elbows. It felt so dumb. That's funny. But uh, it kind of felt like, you remember Kenneth and Steven's handshake, how they'd like, God, they'd like smash oh, yeah. arms, and it'd be like an X in the air. Yeah, I remember that. It was yeah. dumb. I kind of felt like Leo and I were doing that <laughs> when we bumped bows. But. I think I elbowed somebody earlier today at work, uh, but I don't usually handshake a lot of people anyways. Yeah, I mean, There's one I guy that I fist bump pretty regularly, but that's it. Yeah, I throw fist bumps around pretty regularly, yeah. but that's yeah, I guess it. we're not even allowed to do that. Can but yeah, do? sorry, sorry. I just had to get that out. Um, yeah, man, it's good. It's really good. Lots of great fight scenes. I, I mean... There were always great fight scenes. This book was built mm-hmm. on like fight scenes and then telling stories from other perspectives. Like, right. <laughs> like I'm going to tell you about the past because we had a, like they always, there's always, it always seems to be a bit of a time skip between each book. And then it's like a story about the past or, and then mm-hmm. like, even as we're going through the book, like right at the end, Kahir was telling Geralt about like <laughs> his side of series. the series yeah. story. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's a, it's a fun I mean, I, I guess I noticed that that was kind of his storytelling like method, but I, uh, it was sort of this listen that I was like really thinking like, okay, that's like definitely, I mean, I should have realized that that's definitely his style beforehand, but like mm-hmm. it just, it really sort of sunk into me like that because we really haven't done a whole lot. Like all we're doing is traveling. We're kind of traveling. We're meeting right, people yeah. along the way, which is definitely interesting. It's cool. You know, Geralt has uh things to do everywhere everybody loves girl <laughs> right. but it's just um yeah it's just interesting because like mm-hmm. most of the big things that we get in the story are like 
tellings of the story from yeah other what people. had happened yeah. so it's not even a completely accurate telling because it's right. just their memory because i think story. we I'm skip ahead like maybe <laughs> a week or maybe two weeks from the end of the last book right from yeah. the end of baptism of fire to the beginning of tower of swallows mm-hmm. i think there's like a week and a half period of time or whatever where yeah. all this shit that happens to siri that ends her up at that mm-hmm. hovel in the middle of the swamp um happens and everything that we're reading with Geralt's group has happened in that period of time. Um, but then being told retrospectively, yeah, like all of series stuff we're hearing retrospectively from her giving the story to her savior there in the swamp. Yeah. And then everything, not everything, but half of the story with Geralt's group was being told through 50 years of poetry, uh, <laughs> dandelions, you know, memoir. And then up to a point that we catch up with them, which even then is still not caught up to where we had gotten to Siri because mm-hmm. they still hadn't experienced the equinox yet. Yeah. That's like the the pivotal moment in time where everything seems to sort of convalesce. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still not caught up to that point. Oh, no, we, we did catch up to that point finally in this in the last chapter, I think. Um, but yeah, cause yeah so the, the sort of change? like... Y- um or no well not long well, something the, not the sun <laughs> yeah something you know in the telling of you know time change you know in the in the way that farmers used to do yeah like the um, equi- it, was, it was like a blood moon or something i think yeah I and the, the it being a blood moon was what made them think that maybe syria was dead or something oh, terrible had happened because yeah. that's always a prophesied sort of For thing some reason i thought that was like the equinox and i was like i guess this is when like all the wizards and stuff are having like all their powers go crazy Oh, I, I think like that it, it is like a magical night. Like mm-hmm. things can happen on that night and will happen on that night. But apparently they, they were under the assumption that because it was a blood moon, not just your standard equinox, it, it was a uh, that something had happened. And given all the prophecy that they had been having with Syria and as important as she is being the child of destiny, that maybe that had something to do with it. That maybe she's even, dead now. Even the moon would yeah. bleed red. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, so that's probably like. Jones and to party up on that day. Right, like, yeah. oh, today would be the day. Yeah, this is the day. <laughs> it's like recovering alcoholics on St. Patty's Day, which is today, by the way. Yeah, I know. I got happy to St. work. Happy St. Patty's Day, I was, everybody. I was, I got to, happy birthday, Terry. I got to work. Oh, yeah, it's Terry's birthday. I told him that already, but I'll tell him again. Happy birthday, Terry. Yeah. Uh, I got to work and I saw, or I thought like, oh, shit, it's St. Patty's Day and it's Terry's birthday. And <laughs> I am not wearing green, but nobody's going to pinch me because they have to keep their because, distance. Because <laughs> coronavirus, coronavirus saved Jordan today. Yeah, from, from the pinch. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been pinched on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I do. Maybe Dude, when I, I was a kid, just because it's like funny to be like, ah, I got you like, you know, like an ant or something like I think that. I got pinched last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've I've never that I know of I've never been in my adult life I have never been pinched for St. Patrick's Day maybe like twice I thought about it on the morning be like oh I'll wear a a green shirt or something Mm -hmm. stupid like that but even then like mostly I'm working I can't wear anything green right I don't my uniform won't allow it (laughs) that's not school spirit but it's like uh, holiday spirit (laughs) right (laughs) St. Patty's Day but yeah I uh yeah I imagine that Regis is definitely feeling it. And oh, maybe yeah. not though. With everything that's going on, he's pretty distracted. I mean, he's, he's definitely. <laughs> he probably had like a thought, right? He'd be like, "Oh, I'm that's sure. right. It's the equinox. I should be partying." <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it's de- I'm sure it's crossed his mind a couple of times because right. every full moon, I think he said they would party too. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the equinox, it's got to be a good one. Yeah, that's like the, <laughs> that's the rager. Yeah, yeah. Mm. twice a year, I think. Yes, winter and summer. Mm. Yeah, right. Well, I I don't think they're called that. Yeah. Huh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're called like the vernal and the something else, like another like science word. 
yeah. or not, maybe not even science, but like old word. Oh. Um, but I could be wrong <laughs> about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. The typically it's the winter and summer solstice, which are different things. Mm-hmm. I think oh, that the, oh, okay. e- the equinox happens in the spring I and the fall. I definitely turned them into the same thing. Hmm. My bad. Well, We're not dealing with both, right? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, crap. <laughs> that would good. be too much magic. <laughs> <laughs> too much magic. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah and and so now we're caught up basically with everybody i think at this this point all the storylines should be aligned time wise mm-hmm. um as far as like you know how far everybody's progressed in the days um at some point though and of Geralt's, course sorry sorry you go I, I was just gonna say at some point you know we're gonna all come back together of course yeah dude I can't maybe wait. by the end of this book I sure hope so. If, or at least two of the parties will get back together. Exactly. I think That's it's I likely that Siri and Yennefer get back together mm-hmm. and Geralt is still out there wandering around because that's his destiny to never mm-hmm. actually find what he wants to find. I think that maybe uh, Yennefer and Siri get together. Um, I think two of the three parties definitely get together. And what combination it is, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's likely to be Yennefer and Siri. Okay, I can believe that. <clears throat> Especially because Siri's... Oh, okay. So, like, the time them telling stories kind of got me second guessing stuff because I was like, shit, is this a retelling? And it's just like, I missed who she's telling it to. But mm. Siri's fighting in a tournament. She, yeah, she's currently. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, that's not her telling she, somebody, right? <laughs> no, that, that is her telling. God damn it. She's still, she's, she's still, still at the, the house. Yeah. Oh, she's still. No that wonder is, nothing's happened, dude. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, I keep thinking, like, shit, weeks have gone by. Siri's gotten tortured and beaten into, like, right. into being a submissive girl. And at this whole time, she's telling. The hermit at the, mm-hmm. at the at his house in the marshes that you can't track. Yeah, <laughs> the that every single marshes. time one of her stories sections of her story ends before we jump to another character, it ends with that same like two paragraph thing. Okay. That if somebody was at the that blah, makes blah, a lot more sense, but nobody was because you can't find this house. And it says that every single time, which makes me think that somebody is literally outside the window, like in spite of not being able to be, and that's why it's saying it right. so fucking it keeps often, trying to make us into this false sense of security. Right. Yeah. But then it's also like too obvious like too obvious that that would be Maybe, the thing that happens right that they're gonna say over and over again this is impossible but somebody's there oh my god like that's if, too if obvious somebody's there it would probably be the sorcerers and sorcerers right like seeing her i'm thinking it's like, bonhart yeah i guess it could be he's, he's because he's, he's like the some like of this world right, right? yeah he's some <laughs> he's sort of badass. like supernatural badass yeah as much as we're not supposed to like him he's kind of <laughs> He's, he's I think that cool he's powers. like, uh, <laughs> like just not power powers, but like he's right. He's pretty, no, he's no great like at what powers he does. that have been badass. outright exhibited or admitted yet. I think he's like a vampire or something. Because they describe him as being like Dude, sort kept, of inhuman in his appearance. Even I kept getting vibes of like uh, of um, Regis from from. Yeah, like I, while I was hearing, I think they describe story, him as having was, like black eyes. Oh, he's got cool. no hair, no eyebrows, no eyelashes. Maybe he's like a demon. He's yeah, he's some sort of like supernatural thing. That's I cool. think, um, and certainly with his like just obscene power, even if it is just physical strength and speed, and you know that dark, sort of stuff. Dark elf. Dark elf. He's <laughs> a dark elf. Right. So he seems like something has happened to right. him that makes him more than human. Uh, but the but this is also a fantasy story where they can just be a freak like that, you mm-hmm. know, just some human that's obscenely powerful. Uh, so you know, one or the other, we'll find out. You know, whenever they cut him open, finally. But inspect the inside. Well, then he like bleeds blue or something like that, and then Geralt's <laughs> oh, like, a... "Oh, he was a." Blah. 
to yeah, do. Yeah, we learned about that back in school. <laughs> right. And so I, I, he he's probably like whenever Siri's done telling the story, that's when Bonhart pops up and he's like, hey, I was here the whole time. Ha ha. I was the one that wasn't supposed to be at the window still looking in and seeing the ashen haired girl with the cat on her lap next to the old man that was doing furs. <laughs> like you know, That same shit that it says every single time. Um, so I, I think that's kind of what happens there. And then she has to run again. Or it'll but be then like that's the when Unifer just pops up and <laughs> oh, like yeah, saves the day or something anywhere. like yeah that yeah maybe maybe they're both kind of there because you know I think yeah Monhart I hope that we're, like nobody's there because they keep saying it <laughs> right <laughs> but no I'm sure you're right that we're just being lulled last yeah. time when we guessed it it was like we we were pretty close it's both like an obvious misdirection. And too obvious that it's a misdirection. I mean, honestly, it's he's weird. A, he's a trapper in the marshes. Like, if you can't track anybody, how do you see like game trails and stuff? Like, to to trap. Like, do you right. just have to guess? Well, I guess it's just like a. He's been there now for how long? A really long time. So now he knows everything. He's probably developed some of those game trails a little okay, bit. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you were just somebody who never had any business there before and you're just like, oh, fuck, I got to try and find something in there, that's not going to happen. Oh, what if uh, Vern is in there? <laughs> right. Crossover. <laughs> yeah. Crossover of the century. Fuck Marvel. <laughs> Vern. <laughs> but what else? It was it was cool her telling like the story of her like in this gladiator type the movie gladiator not right, not yeah. literally like a gladiator scenario but like it was you know she was in an mm-hmm. arena fighting and she takes like that that potion that like she was she had taken. well she's taking coke is what it is oh it is it's, yeah it's okay. it's it's like a it's a cocaine analog fiztech oh, dope yeah it's pretty dope people like coke right yeah <laughs> <laughs> people people love that. Um, Okay, it like heightened. It. He's making it all cool. The author, yeah, it's all like right. Well, the stuff that like sh- that they the give her right before she goes into the arena is like like drug lord stuff, mm. like super high quality. The stuff that she had been doing with the rats, right? Yeah, I was, about was to bring like that up. stuff that was like you know cut with bleach and you know just like the shit yeah. that she would find like you know For on some the reason actual I was street. thinking it was something that would like help them. Like I thought tattoo the tattoo would hurt too bad or something, so they were taking like an opium type thing that would mm. kind of just get him like high. I think that they were like doing that relief, just because but... they were being like, you know, just like slovenly, uh, you know, crime ring people that are just like, oh, we just came on this big catch and we're kings of the world and oh, we do whatever okay. we want, you know, because gotcha. there's like snorting it and they're rubbing it in their gums as well. Oh, okay. So that's what at Literally least made me, cocaine, and they yeah. describe it as a narcotic. So that's what I was okay. like, oh, okay. So that's, that's supposed to be cocaine. <laughs> um, Fizz tech. That's what they call it. Or fist tech. I don't know. F-I-S-S-T-E-C-H. So. I don't know how I turned it into a potion in my head. I was just like, these guys gave him a potion. Gave her a potion. And then they also say that it's a white powder. So it was like, uh, white powder, rub it in your gums or snort it. Narcotic. Oh, it's yeah. coke. <laughs> but, you know, it's... They they describe it like they do anything else in this book, which is where they just assume that you know because you're a part of this world already. Right, yeah. you know? It's not like they went... Into like three paragraphs of Fistech was developed by the gnomes back in blah, 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 blah. And it's a thing, blah, 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 blah. Geralt's just like, oh, why are you doing Fistech? That fucks with you. You know, that's like, that's it. Yeah. Kind of like Bonhart, like, wasn't he sort of introduced like this book, you know? Right. So like we, we yeah. hadn't met him before. I don't think so. Unless they. I want to say we'd talked. They might like have mentioned his name at the end of the last yeah, book. Like saying. didn't know who he was. No. Yeah. We had yeah. no idea like who he actually so, was yeah, or anything. So when the, the rats it was just got brought up that, was, that like yeah. he was hunting them. They were like, 
Oh no! Basically, right? You know, yeah, he's the badass, and then, badass. And, yeah, and then Siri's like, "Who?" <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. She gets to be that you know window for the reader to yeah. get some exposition. That's cool. We heard he killed these two gangs all at the same time. You know, like this sort of like backstory, quick backstory, you know, of legend telling. Yeah. Um. Hmm. The rats all are all gone. Yeah. That Seriously. which was which happened a lot quicker than I thought. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I, we'd get like a. I didn't think they were going to matter anymore, but I didn't think it was literally going to be in one swoop. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, Bonnard's just like that much of a badass. Yeah, they seemed. Yeah, I thought. I mean, we talked about it last week. I think that I thought for sure we'd get like a little bit of a throwback, even with maybe missile. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. He switched to dandelion in this book. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was really interestingly done. Um. And more so from the print standpoint, because you can't see italics in an audio book. Um, but at the beginning of every chapter of all of these books, when it has like a little excerpt mm-hmm. from some other historical book in the thing, except there was one from the Bible in this last chapter, um, <laughs> like the actual Bible from Genesis. Uh, there was a uh, th- it's always in italics to show that it's being read from a book that is not this book, you know, in the way that every book does that. Yeah. Uh, and it did. It started off and it was a section of. From 50 Years of Poetry, mm-hmm. which had been done in other of the previous books as well, just like, you know, give a reference point from a character that we know. And it's always kind of like, oh, well, that's the book that Danny Lamb wrote. Ah, oh, cool. And then the chapter starts and it's just three paragraphs of italics. And it's continuing from <laughs> yeah. his, you know, excerpts of 50 Years of Poetry. And I just thought that that was an interesting mm-hmm. implementation of that method. Uh, that we're going to get the recap of what had happened to bring us up to speed from Dandelion's point of view, which of course would be in his memoir. Mm-hmm. And it's just continuing off from the lead in excerpt before the chapter, which was from his memoir. And I just thought that that was an interesting sort of, cause it's always like the next page you read the thing, hit mm-hmm. the next page chapter. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Excerpt that puts into context what's going to happen from Dandelion's book. Boom. Oh, we're reading Dandelion's book now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I thought that was neat. That is neat. You don't ever get, like, the feeling that, yeah, I mean, never mind. I was going to say, you don't get the feeling Dandelion wrote this book, but I, mean, I don't it, he wrote so, the no. 50 Years of Poetry, so, yeah. and then that being told in Right, story and the 50 form. Years of Poetry definitely covers all of these events, yeah. more or less, although I guess he kind of outright says that his memoir is starting from the Battle of the Bridge, like, that's what sort mm-hmm. of inspired him to do it, so I guess maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Every time I hear 50 Years of Poetry, I think like fondly on this book that I don't even know about. <laughs> it's like, ah, the 50 Years of Poetry. Yo, David right. Lyon, you wrote such a, such a nice book. I love that they all called him out on like the, uh, not hypocrisy of it, but like the fact that it's like, you're not even 50 yet. You're like yeah. 30, you've got <laughs> yeah. 20 more years of poetry. It's literally right? impossible for you to have done 50 Years of Poetry at this point. Yeah, that was <laughs> a really like, funny well, conversation. I'm not dying soon. Like, right. hey, come yeah. on. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not dying tomorrow, and I don't want to be too old to remember the details to fucking start doing it when I'm 90. Yeah, so I'll start now. Right, yeah, um, makes sense. Oh, shoot, I had something I was going to ask you, and then I just lost it. Hmm. Well, that's the uh, end of the episode, folks. Right. Well, stay not clean, even 20 no minutes. more coronavirus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, what was it? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Hmm. Man. I've been playing the game a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've uh, texted me a few times to ask me this or that. Yeah, it turns out that it? thing with the that I texted you about. It was no, when you're like, fighting the Griffin. Yeah, or getting was, ready to fight the Griffin. Yeah, there was. Um, yeah, apparently you just had to equip it to your belt or something. I thought you had to like oh, mix it okay. into a thing, and you just had to put it on your belt. Oh, gotcha. But uh, yeah, it's been cool. It's like 
I keep getting like caught up in side quests that are like it's easy way above my level. <laughs> yeah, super easy so, to do. Uh, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and um, I haven't really met like honestly, I haven't really met anybody that we know. I mean, I met Yennefer mm-hmm. that one time, but like I haven't gotten far enough to to meet any other characters yet. Like I haven't met Dandelion. I haven't I'm met try to think of who you'll meet first. I mean, I won't say. I don't think there's two characters that you'll meet first. That are characters that we know. Okay. Um, Hope it's Regis. I can't remember who's first between the two of them, though. Or at least that I remember having met. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you start off having uh, meeting Vesemir, mm-hmm. the, like his yeah, yeah. Uh, mentor from the Witcherdom. Um, and then you, 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 you meet two people that uh, now I know we know because now I've read the books. Mm-hmm. Um, there might've been others that I didn't realize were characters in the books and everything prior to, cause I hadn't read the books at that point. Um, but I'll be interested to see what you think when you meet the two characters. There's two that I know for sure you'll, you'll meet. Um, and I assume that they're before anybody else. And I think I know which one's first, but yeah, I mean, it's been fun. I, it's Kira Metz. Kira Metz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, how far are you in the game? Uh, the last time I looked at my hour count on Steam, it was like 55 hours. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm not sure. Uh, and I've and then I've gone on and met a couple of people. Like I've met Dijkstra and mm-hmm. Triss. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I met Kira. Uh, I think that I haven't run face-to-face with Yennefer yet, but I, she pops up in cutscenes. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you play as Siri a couple of times Ooh, in, like, different side That's flashes. Cool. Oh, okay. You, you're coming up on one pretty quick oh, if you've cool. gotten okay. past the griff, yeah. and you're coming up on one pretty quick. It just suddenly cuts to her, nice. and you're playing as her because uh, she's separated. Obviously, Geralt's looking for her, as always. Um, Does she have her Tower of Swallow Swords? Uh, I assume so. That's cool. <laughs> that sort of sounded cool. They didn't mention... <laughs> yeah, they didn't make any sort of remark on it in the sections with her. Does she have that the black horse for a long time? I don't remember. Mm. Yeah, that horse was cool. Dude, that sex scene was kind of weird. Like, they didn't have sex, but like... Yeah, it was odd. Yeah, I just like... Before I knew it, it was like the the freaking spit on her nipple was drying. And I was like, when did he even have his mouth on her nipple? I think he, she just nodded at him <laughs> saying it was fine. And then... Thought his like heart was gonna explode and push all the all the blood out. That's of what I thought was gonna happen. Was that he was gonna die like in the middle? I was like, this is gonna be a mildly grotesque sex scene. Yeah. And then he just dies before anything even really starts. Yeah, I like that Siri had the the foresight too to like, all right, how how long ago was my period? Like, <laughs> right, just, yeah. It's like she's she's very. Uh, well, all this, all this, as she reflects it. the things that Yennefer taught her, mm-hmm. Yennefer was teaching her to be a very practical and forward thinking sorceress. Yeah, such as she. Uh, well, I mean, um, it was good thinking. I mean, yeah, right. it's not. I mean, Siri was even without that that uh, I don't know insight. I don't think she, that I think it would have gone down the same way because Siri was refusing, and then she finally right. gave in at mm-hmm. the end. And uh, well, the point was to get her alone, you know, mm-hmm. to to let the guy die, uh-huh. and it's in a relatively comical fashion. Mm-hmm. And then uh, now Siri has to try and run away, and so she does, but she runs back to you know the trap mm-hmm. in uh regret or uh, what was it called the sit town the name of the town that they were the in marsh, it was like marsh town no <laughs> the, yeah, uh, the one where everybody gets fucked by um what's his name 
was, it, it was either it was like regret or, or yeah. no jealousy is yeah, what it yeah, was yeah. named. I was say, yeah. It was some yeah. like she flees to name. yeah she goes to jealousy because she realizes that it was in fact a trap for mm-hmm. the rats to have to go there and get fucked up by Bonhart. Yeah, what if the what if the old guy the hermit is a trap? Possibly, but I feel like like how do they explain that? Yeah, and why would he have healed her? That would be so insanely complicated. I and think. And with his backstory, he seems pretty innocent. He's a honestly. double fugitive. Yeah, you know, from well, both pretty the, innocent. For, yeah, <laughs> I just said innocent. <laughs> well, I just mean like he doesn't have like yeah, innocent in the sense that he wouldn't have anything to gain from either side. Right. Like yeah. he's he's a double fugitive from from the like, Northern from Kingdoms and from Nilfgaard. Yeah. Having like weird beliefs. Like yeah, that. he's he was pretty uh, countercultural. Uh, in his uh, publications that he was putting out as a professor yeah uh, like uh oh shoot i can't even remember his name galileo no who did who said the world was round first and they threw him in jail was that galileo or aristotle no they all got fucked up yeah. every single one of those philosophers got fucked up before they died most of them died because they were getting fucked up <laughs> and they were wrong anyway it's still it's flat true. it it's is flat, flat the whole time. i've seen so many convincing videos on youtube and the coronavirus was made by the Dems. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've seen so many videos that are just like, what? Like, they're just dumb. Like, ah, everybody's loving The internet is so fucking stupid. It's dumb. I spend more time on it than it deserves with how fucking stupid it is. Mm-hmm. As if it's its own entity. It, culturally, it kind of is. But that's a kind of esoteric discussion that we don't need to get into. What do you think, like, the Witcher style of fighting is? Like, we've been kind of given hints at it, like... Uh, uh, I already forgot his name. Bomhart. Um, Bonhart. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, said that uh, describing the names of techniques that Siri is mm-hmm. using and and how a lot of it is improvised yeah. in the way that only the witchers would have been able to teach. Yeah, yeah that sounds so interesting because I'm not like in the game fighting like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. Sure, I'm sure I'm not. Fighting oh no! Whenever I fight right in that way. game, it's just like ah! and then oh, roll yeah. away, roll away, roll away, roll exactly. away. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm trying to imagine like. This graceful, like, uh, fighting style with all this foresight. I just use art over and over and say, Oh, I love that one, yeah. Um, Geralt also has had this freaking leg injury for, like, two books now. Three Mm -hmm. books forever. Yeah, he didn't let it heal all the way. I mean, come on, guy. (laughs) (laughs) Take a potion. Right, take a potion, yeah. Yeah. The red one. I wonder if that's ever something that gets resolved like if in between books there's you know a month of respite that we skip over and then like we open the book with like out of habit girl massaged his left knee in spite of the pain having long been subsided you know or something like that you know that would be like an easy way to explain it and well and then of course we'd get the story later on as he tells somebody else what happened (laughs) right (laughs) it is uh i think this is the first time that we get um uh what's the word that I'm looking for asynchronistic storylines in the book, uh, which then sets a president, a, a president, a precedent for them having done it in the show. Finally, mm. because them doing it in the show, I was, as we've talked about it mm-hmm. and did talk about it on the show, on this show, our show, uh, was weird that they were doing it in that way to have everything at any given point in time, potentially hundreds of years apart mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and not exactly explaining it outright. Definitely. Yeah. That and I, I thought that's an interesting choice. Story. Like, I get why they think they have to do this, but it's weird that they're doing it and also not outright saying anything to give it like a tip off. The only reason that I have the inkling is because I have already read things yeah, and I, you know, I'm already bought in and invested and have prior knowledge. 
but now that it's happening in one of the published books that it's mm-hmm. based on, I can see, okay, so it's been done before, so they're not too far off track at least. Yeah, I mean, the more I'm reading of these books, I'm like, man, the, the fans of the, like, the guys that made the show or whoever made the show mm-hmm. have got to be huge fans of these oh, yeah. like they, they everything read that everything. I read and heard because a couple of times they had people from the show on different podcasts I listened mm-hmm. to and anytime they talked to them and anything that I read about it they seemed like they are super serious and passionate about it and want to make it the best that they can that's awesome and so hopefully you know it doesn't because at that point, then, you know, that means that if, if it continues to run, which we obviously we know it's got the second season coming, if it's successful and then that continues to run into a third season and so on and so forth, um, and these guys continue to get paid well enough to stick with it, uh, then it'll just be good. And it's not being handed off to two people who have no idea what the hell is going on, mm-hmm. like what happened with Game of Thrones, where just from the beginning, Benioff and Weiss admitted that they had no idea what they were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they were, just, they were just super nerds of the book. So they're like, let's go for it. Right? I was saying, no, I was oh, saying that they weren't, about? that they didn't give a shit and they knew nothing about it. Oh, no, they were super nerds for the books. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Game of Thrones and how Benioff and Weiss like, didn't care no, they and were didn't super bother to learn anything. No, they loved it, dude. They, George R. R. Martin had a meeting with them before they were allowed to start writing and producing the books. And he asked, he was like, who is Jon Snow's mom? And... uh. No, who is Jon Snow's like father? And then they like told them the like fan theory that like like they were in it so far mm-hmm. before the fan theory was even like widespread. I feel like mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just what I heard a long time ago that yeah. they were like they basically had to get his permission by passing the test of answering the only question is which is like the biggest mystery of the whole book that he's alluding to the whole right. time. But like, but if they're being offered the position, they can do research before they actually meet with him. Right, I, but, but I mean, just everything that I've seen, and, mm-hmm. and I, it would lead me to believe that they were huge fans of the book and mm-hmm. the story. Well, I saw an uh, interview with them after season six where they said, we've never known what we're doing here. Yeah, but that's, I mean, anybody, <laughs> I feel like people just say that, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people that, like, I've heard a lot of documentarians go and just say, like, I didn't know what I was doing, but I wanted to make a documentary. And a lot of people are like, well, that's why it was so awesome, you know, because they were just, because they had, like, their own uh, unique inspiration to it or whatever, but... I, yeah, but at least in that scenario, like, a documentary is only benefited by authenticity. I, 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 yeah, I don't know, I guess. I just feel like them saying... um that like they never knew what they were doing is like they never knew how they were going to end it so they never knew where they were going with yeah it. i mean but it certainly did. could be interpreted in different ways you're right but yeah i, I don't yeah because but i, I think don't that think they never knew given the other clues were, were like they constantly forgot their own plot points and they were constantly just like leaving things out and saying like eh, yeah, fuck I mean, that they, we don't care anymore yeah they shouldn't like, have written their own I, side stories like the yeah you know, I, I think all the other clues being taken into you know, if I was looking at this as like a giant puzzle, which mm-hmm. obviously it's not, it's more complicated than that. Uh, you know, with them certainly looking like they don't know what they're doing with that show after, you know, certainly after the source material ended and even right before the source material ended, they were still getting off the rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, you know, storylines that never meant anything, both storylines that were, you know, like from the book and not from the book that they created on their own, like these characters that never meant anything and didn't matter, like still Gendry didn't actually ever matter. He just, be, he yeah, becomes Lord of Storms in at the end, but that's just because they needed another friendly face on the council at the end there. Yeah. Um, it's just like a bunch of stuff that ended up not mattering that they made us think so hard we're going to matter. And that seems so obvious like they were going to matter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what was another big one? It doesn't matter. I don't need to get into it too much. And then, yeah. but then, to, and then to put all of that in context with them being like, yeah, we never actually knew what we were doing, guys. You know, <laughs> makes it seem like, oh yeah, y'all weren't right for this at all. <laughs> I don't know. I thought they did a good job, even even as a whole, as it's all completed. But um, well, up until season six, I would agree. I think that yeah. the show is good, and I think that there are still meritorious parts of seven and eight but <laughs> the extreme majority of seven and eight is garbage <laughs> I, I i can't uh sign off on that completely but i i do see where you're coming from um yeah and i mean i guess from that same vein i can't i, I hope something like that doesn't happen with the witcher not that not to say that somebody else couldn't modify a story and make it a little better right but that is always the argument. Can you do that when there's already something out there that's so successful? Like this book is a New York time number one bestseller. I don't know if the first two were, but I know mm-hmm. this one is like, mm-hmm. I, if this is the third of the, no, the fourth, this is the fourth this is one. four. Yeah. And uh, so, and those other two uh, were like prequels. I don't know. I don't know when, when it became a New York time bestseller, but I know that this one is like, it's mm-hmm. on my little uh, audible thing, or I saw it when I was Googling the book okay, yeah. list or something. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know where I saw it, but I saw that and I thought that was like, mm-hmm. I wonder was when that it, after the, yeah, yeah after, after the show and after the games, maybe as well. Like, when did it make bestseller? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it, did it make bestseller when it was published or post games or mm-hmm. post show? Because that would be an interesting facet that as to why it's now bestseller, especially the New York times number one bestseller right because like, i imagine not, when not it was like first the, published like i think this one was published in like 2000 or 99 or something like mm-hmm. that uh so i doubt that it, and i don't think that it made it to the states until like 2006 or something like that mm-hmm. if i remember we would looked up you know months back now when we were trying to figure out the timeline of publishing and what that means so yeah that would be an interesting thing to find out um but anyways wherever you were going with that oh yeah i just i kind of I don't know. I was just thinking like, it's hard to imagine you could change a story and make it better, especially if it's already so good. And I was saying, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. A bestseller, but right. If it's just a bestseller because it happened to be, I mean, it wouldn't have been so popular though if it wasn't like a full, well-rounded, complete story, even leading up to it, it feels like it's going to have a good book four, Mm -hmm. right? Because even if it is something that came after the games and the Mm -hmm. show, People still had to get through the first three in the saga, even if they didn't read the prequels. Yeah, for the fourth one to be a bestseller, that's a good point. That means that enough people were invested long enough to get through one, two, and three to then also buy book four in mass and make it a bestseller. We've seen a lot of sequels on our like uh, top books of the year list, you know, that mm-hmm. have been like voted for awards and stuff. I mean, at least I know that I have. The last time we were looking for a book. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. We saw like a lot of sequels, which yeah. it's easy to get through the first one and want to crave the second one. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the first one can also harder. be something that gets bought in a very spread out right. time frame by yeah, the audience. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody gets on board over the course of three years, you know, mm-hmm. and then second book hits and everybody's ready to buy it that weekend, you know. Yeah. And so then it's, you know, the same numbers that the first one sold over the course of two years in one weekend for the second book, you know. Yeah. I guess the creative license that they are taking with it, the like, you know, the, the storytelling method of like kind of. Mm-hmm. It's. I hope it's not. But they're also telling a lot of backstory. Certainly, are. all of Unifer's backstory is something that mm-hmm. we only get anecdotally from mm-hmm. her throughout the series, and I think that it is important to tell that story. Yeah. Um. It. You know, it was interesting that they told it in the way they did because I think a lot of people ended up being confused. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It's just I wonder if the way that they're going with it is going to be just more confusing and only doing justice to the fans that are mm-hmm. like, it's really like kind of stroking that like, Oh, like we this know is the for the fans. Like, yeah, yeah we're so not doing like comments like most of, common denominator bullshit. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so I wonder, because they could have done like a little bit more, I don't want to say streamlined, but a little bit less like, I guess I was confused and I've read it. <laughs> yeah, know, like yeah. It's just, so, um, they did, yeah, nothing in there was obvious except for like outright statements here and there. Like the, which, I still feel like I'm reading stuff that I heard about in this show or that yeah, I saw on the show. I was like, probably. wait, didn't that happen? I think that there's that, whoever the lore master showrunner is is paying attention mm-hmm. and making sure that things do line up properly you, as much as can, obviously, because there's some things in, in the translation from any medium to another medium that aren't going to happen because it you know, is next to impossible or cost too much money, certainly for a pilot season for a show like The Witcher. Um, but they're paying attention enough that you know things will continue to make sense and the things that they referenced in the first season do make sense in the context of the books and like you said we've you know we'll read things and be like ah they talked about that in the show makes sense you know so they're doing a good job on that i don't think i think now that they've gotten through the complicated part Mm -hmm. in the show that now they'll be able to tell it more or less one for one with the books moving forward and it's not going to be as confusing yeah i mean they'll definitely still have to cut through storylines and i I wonder if they're going to do what the book does where it tells everything in past tense like it'll be them in the present telling you like obviously siri made it through all this Mm -hmm. but we're gonna get to why i don't think that works for a show i don't think so i don't think it works super well for a show either but i guess we'll see i mean they haven't done it yet because the only like the only show that i know of that's done that for an extended period of time is how i met your mother (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i can't think of because ostensibly that's just him telling the story to his kids you know right and yeah. I, and every time that they cut back to you know um what's bob saget talking to the kids mm-hmm. i was like this is the dumbest part of the show i wish that yes. they would just tell the fucking show yeah yeah it's always that same like video of it's too long for it. that to go on mm-hmm. like you can do that in a movie like tarantino does all the time mm-hmm. or you know where things are out of order like you see the end first and then you get everything leading up to it or someone telling the story that makes more sense in a one and a half to two hour setting where it's a concise single story mm-hmm. when there's 800 things going on like it is in this and you're trying to spread that out over you know four seasons of a 10 episode a season show that doesn't work at all i don't think yeah it's almost kind of hard for me even when i'm I mean, especially just because of how I'm taking it because of how, mm-hmm. like, I'm listening to it. It's even kind of confusing for me. Just the, like I was saying earlier, I was I was just like, is this happening now or was this her story of all that happened? And you were like, oh, that's her telling the story still. I was like, well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, just because, like, no, I already said it, but, like, not a whole lot of, no time really is going. But, like, there is the gap between it's the like two a, books. It's like a period of the, the, the time that is happening from the beginning of everything that's happening in this book to where we are now and where Siri is, I think is a two week period. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everything seems to happen in a two week period, which is the uh, quarantine period. If you have coronavirus, (laughs) it's, I mean, it's also probably why that, uh, why the whole story is being told kind of uh, in past, like Mm -hmm. in in a past from, from them uh, because it isn't a whole lot of time going on. I mean, I guess if it's like, as fast spreading as coronavirus then like the war <laughs> right yeah how fast does war spread like back in the not back in the day because it's not like in the past we had this going on <laughs> right it depends <laughs> on a lot of I mean, things right? um like if you look at and i'm gonna get a lot of these timelines wrong but if you look at like world war one which is you know, much as we romanticize World War II and make a bunch of video games and movies about it, World War One was more important than World War II from a geopolitical standpoint. Ooh, 
take that uh, one more time. <laughs> and and that pretty much all came together like in the span of like like the two years maybe like not long at all for an entire world to be at war with each other um, yeah this is just Nilfgaard <laughs> right um and obviously if there's only two countries involved in a war that that's a day you know if someone declares war or an attack happens and now we're at war mm-hmm. um if like a world like uh but then like world war Two, it was like four years before america got involved mm-hmm. um and the war was already like in earnest at that point uh so there's a lot of factors that determine how quickly war will spread uh, in a situation like this where most of the existing countries are involved uh, like all the pretty much all the northern kingdoms are involved although they weren't all immediately involved or involved it was just like the bordering states uh, getting invaded by Nilfgaard and people like okay well we'll help our ally but then the person who's furthest north is like eh we'll wait (laughs) and then seeing oh shit we have to join you know Mm -hmm. like but then there was also like this is the second war like there was the first war that happens during the time period that happens in the show mm-hmm. when Siri gets first abducted from Central oh, right, Central right. Falls, yeah. and then the Northern Kingdoms <coughs> push them back at Sodden, which is that big battle scene that Yennefer is in at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's you know peace for like three years or something like that. And that war was only like maybe like three or four months, I think. Uh, and then the war starts up again because Northgard says, "Yeah, we can we can go back. We can do it this time." And I think at that at this point, this war has been going on for four months, I think. Okay, so longer than than we've been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me to wrap my head around how long Siri was being like trained with Geralt and stuff. Cause... Yeah, because we don't. I don't think we know that. Because he, the first time that we see her there is when Triss is writing up at the beginning of the first book, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, like she's been there for I don't know. A month, two months. Yeah, long enough to do that that game or whatever that you see in the beginning of the uh, the Witcher three, right? Isn't that like the beginning? Mm-hmm. She's yeah. doing dancing on these like I'm sure I'm sure you on like the posts or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and there's like some of them are whirling and shit like that. She's got to dodge mm-hmm. them and all that. Yeah, so she's been there long enough to pick up the basics and now just be at a point of you know mastering them and you know progressing on to whatever the next step possibly is. Mm-hmm. And then Triss is there with them for a month before they decide they need to leave. And she had like just started like her period. So like if she, I mean, even if she was like later, I would imagine like 14 at the latest, uh, she's like 16 now, right? She's 16 now. Yeah. At least three years, I'd say. Cause Mm -hmm. they, you know, if she hadn't had her period and then she was whenever, I think the entirety of the first book, Blood of Elves. I think the entirety of Blood of Elves takes place during that three-year peacetime. Mm. Maybe the last year of that three-year peacetime. And then the second, and then Time of Contempt, I think, in that in that book. Well, the war really actually kind of begins with everything that happens at the um, Tower of Goals there in Thanid. Uh, the Mage Rebellion and all mm. of that. I think that's when the war actually begins. Because up until that point, the Scoia'tael had been like sort of like pestering the Northern mm-hmm. Kingdoms by, you know, being poked by the Nilfgaardians, just kind of waiting for an opportunity to go. And in conjunction with the Thanid of Rebellion, uh, Nilfgaard also moves forward at, you know, at, at pretty much at the same time. I think that's when it starts. And that was in mm-hmm. uh, 
time of contempt, right? Not baptism of fire. Yeah, I don't think that sounds right. I don't think I, I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah. So, yeah, I think the the majority of one and two take place during the peacetime mm. and then three and four. Now we're in the war. And so the, yeah, the time spent, I guess that so makes that, it. So sort of, how long has Siri even been training? Cause she's been out for those three years. Like, right. Like it wasn't, well, I think if, that she was, books, yeah, she's we 16 now. I think that she was probably like 13 when Sintra fell. And she couldn't have spent more than six months on the run before she meets up with Geralt and gets taken to Care Morin. Wow. Yeah. And and if So she might have had six months there at Care Morin. That's not a lot. And she learned a lot of stuff. And I mean, yeah, but I all guess... you have to do is train at that place. You know, it's not like you're just going to, uh, you know, Taekwondo an hour every other day. That's true. I just, I, for me to, I mean, for her to be described as like 10 times more skilled than, uh, her friends or whatever. I don't right. know if that was explicit, but like, but then she also, yeah. And, and, and then she like spends she this kind of with all these other people. And then she stopped training. I feel like, yeah, well, she gets a training that nobody else ever gets. Right. There's That's like fair. almost no witchers. The yeah. last time that they yeah. had, like uh, aside from her, the youngest witcher was one of the ones that was there and he was like 30 or something like mm-hmm. that. So like that, there has not been like a new witcher being trained in a really long time, at least in this area of the world, maybe in another area of the world that we'll never see. Who knows? And so there's still time for us to be witchers. Right. That's true. Yeah, we could still go. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's supposed to be the conceit is that okay. you know she's being trained by these supernatural people that don't train anybody else. Yeah. Um she's also got the elder blood in her, which has yeah. this nondescript power that even the elves don't understand. She is a source. Yeah, she's got that going for her. And she she does know magic. She she's got this sort of like deep seated darkness in her mm-hmm, that, that kind that of gives her a lust for violence. Yeah, yeah. She, she likes it. And then she doesn't when she's in right, the yeah, arena. Yeah. <laughs> she like. <laughs> it's definitely pretty. Are you not entertained? Right. <laughs> throws it down. <laughs> it's totally, yeah, that. But it's also like um, so showing of a teenager who is you know oh, good point yeah. uh apt to be going with you know whatever flow it is that suits her like she's you know experiencing this like autonomy and freedom and fuck the establishment Quote with unquote, the game bad crowd yeah yeah and so gang. she gets into it mm-hmm. and it's like oh i'm i'm enjoying this violence and That's it really also is a, an outlet really for her to lash out some of the negative feelings that she has against the people that she loves because she feels like they've abandoned her and yeah. haven't tried hard enough to find her now. Oh yeah. And then she gets definitely yeah. personally upset when she hears like, wait, somebody else is living in luxury with my name. Right. And, yeah. And then they're just going to mm-hmm. like, so she's definitely prone to the emotions of a teenager in a world that is enabling her to enact on those emotions in an extreme way. And they're going to use her name to like, like wed like in or like take away her birthright or like are they gonna like by making it like the who's who's gonna marry her to like take away from her right isn't that like the plan that well there there's kinda? well the the plan is I'm that the something. emperor is gonna marry is, is going to marry siri okay and he wants to marry right? siri they, they have a fake siri right now in case that vilgefortz <laughs> uh sent to him in lieu of sending him the real siri because mm-hmm. he couldn't find the real siri Right. And he thought that the Empire just wouldn't know the difference. And so that's why Vilgefortz is on the outs with the Emperor now. 
which is not um, what you want to be on. That's true. <laughs> but the probably the most powerful person in the world at this point. Um, yeah, and then so, and, and so there. So that's why, like, there's that scene that we get with the emperor's like master of spies or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like walking through the garden, and then he goes to the whorehouse or whatever, and mm-hmm. we're kind of like in his head as he's thinking, you know, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? And he meets up with the with Reince, that assassin character that we were dealing with for a book. Yeah. Um, he works for Vilgefortz apparently, mm-hmm. which I think is probably something that they explained last book. I don't know. Um, and, and that's when we kind of realize where the fake Cirilla came from. It came from Vilgefortz they, mm-hmm. because they were tasked with finding Siri. Couldn't find Siri. Sent a fake one thinking that would be good enough. And from a political standpoint, it would be because all he has to do is marry the fake one. Everyone's going to buy that and be like, okay, yeah, well, that's queen of centrist. So now for at the wedding. Exactly. And so, okay, yeah, we buy that. So Sintra's a part of the empire now through an alliance marriage, blah, blah, blah. But the emperor wants actual Siri. And I think it's because he knows something about her having the elder blood. Yeah. And wants to leverage that in some way. And so there's still, the marriage is being held off until they can find actual Siri. Um, I missed missed an opportunity for an amateur joke. Oh, yeah. It's okay. He wanted to, uh, yeah, so I could... You don't think he wants it for her. He, you don't think he wants her for her, like well, he doesn't know anything to about have, her. Like, a kid. No, that's what I'm saying. Like his. Oh, if that means all he needed was his, an heir, he could. Oh well, with the elder, that could be part of yeah. it. That could be part of it. Um, the, the the main political thing is to be able to have a legitimate claim to Centra right. and its holdings, right? right? Um, and then to be able to get because the Centrans are so loyal to their, uh patriarchy matriarchy set up their royal family that if suddenly Cirilla rose from the ashes and was on the other side the centrans would be like all right well we fight for them now willingly mm-hmm. so that would be a huge force to be able to adopt um so politically it's like whatever it could be a fake that's all we need but i do think that emir von emrys wants actual Cirilla because he knows something about the elder blood which is a motive that has not yet been de- directly revealed to us, I don't think. Mm. Uh, but I think that we can assume that at this point. Okay. So, so he hired Bonhart, right? No. Oh, okay. Taniel hired Bonhart, okay. who is another. He's another officer in the secret, not the sequel, the the, the intelligence service to the emperor oh um, okay so he's was... an underling of the guy who's the head the master of spies the guy mm-hmm. that we spent a second in um and he's been doing his own thing that we don't yet know the motives of okay and like he set up base in another like kind of border town there mm-hmm. and he's been kind of doing his own thing with you know the blessings of the state um and but he hired bonhart to get the rats as well as Cirilla or well, Falka, who him, he right? assumed was Cirilla. Wasn't he just supposed to kill them? Yeah. Was he, was he supposed to kill all of them? Yes. He's okay, supposed to kill Cirilla as then well. He, oh, and okay. Which is not what the emperor wants. Right. Yeah, so we then, don't know what Taniel or Stefan Skellige. And then Skellin. that's not even what he does. He just takes her. Yeah. Bonhart takes her because he, well, he, so when uh, there's a, we see the meeting between Stefan Skellin, Taniel and uh, Bonhart during right. when he's getting hired. Right. right. And Bonhart says, uh, do you need me to bring her your head? And uh, Tony Al goes, no, I know you to be a mercenary of your word. All you got to mm-hmm. tell me is you did it. I believe you. Uh, why? You want to take the head somewhere else for more money? And Bonhart goes, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> no, thank you for filling <laughs> yeah. in that line. If you'll pay me. me just for telling you I did it, then I'll also go cash in with the other bounty that's out on these rats because literally every city has a bounty on these fuckers. Um, and so then he makes the decision to keep her. 
but so like Tanya is doing something that we don't know the motive of yet. Right. Um, hmm. And then there's that task force that we spend a little bit of time with uh, when we're getting one of their testimony at the end. There's so many things happening mm-hmm. in this book. There's, there's like five or six different characters that we get inside of and new characters too. Mm-hmm. And some of which we'll never see again. Like, uh, I don't think we see that task force again, except <laughs> from the point of view of Geralt or Siri, right. maybe not from their point okay. of view anymore. Okay. I can believe that. Um, but like we spent time inside their, um, psychics, their psionics mm-hmm. head yeah. <laughs> while she was giving testimony about the things that were happening because she too was bringing us up to speed from their point of view. Yeah. So much of this was being told from the future tense. I liked that we were getting some of those old like psychic words like from uh, the in, in the Institute. You know what I mean? Like they were oh, saying yeah. just mm-hmm. it, it just made me think of the Institute when they were saying like the, the juxtaposition the BS, of know? like <laughs> modern terminology in this fantasy setting mm-hmm. is really weird sometimes because there's like actual <laughs> science that happens mm-hmm. in this world. And they, they use like, you know, sound scientific reasoning and mm-hmm. actual like, you know, words and things. And it's just it's interesting if not mildly jarring sometimes to come yeah. across that i love the idea in one of the in like any of these stories when it's like a world that's equally caught up to us in time spent you know but mm-hmm. they they take a different route like a full like, metal <laughs> well no i mean that that is what where you could go quickly and easily but that's i mean i was thinking i was thinking other shows but yeah, just like Full Metal, you know, mm-hmm. it just it, it they they went down the route of alchemy and then Rather exactly than technology, like the, yeah, yeah, and then that was probably the first time I ever noticed it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, lo- I always really enjoy that when it's like because like uh, just alternate reality stuff. Yeah, I mean that's the idea behind my hero. You know, it's. Uh, Rather than being a world that kept growing and evolving, it's like our world, but a hundred years later where they have a bunch of people with quirks on them, you Mm -hmm, know, and then they had to develop their world that way. Right. So they're not in the future, but even though they are. Right. (laughs) They seem to have all the same technology, but in parts different technology because Because they have to have different technology. Yeah. But they also still have like cell phones, Mm -hmm. which just look like normal cell phones. (laughs) So, I mean, I, I guess just, hmm, I like this, I want to, I don't know. I don't know what I want. Yeah. I feel like within the next two chapters, we're done with the current conflict that Geralt's group is in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we get through with the half-elf dude who was hired by Vogelforts to take him out. Um, I guess they probably killed Nightingale, that gang leader as well, in, in that same fight. And then... Maybe they end up talking to the druids finally. Yeah, they've been into that. <laughs> to get a clue as to where anything that they're looking for is and then move on. Uh, Cirilla finishes the story and then Bonhart leaps through the window. <laughs> yeah, the end. Find out what happens in the next book. <laughs> and then Yennefer. We, we probably only get like half a chapter with Yennefer because apparently she washed up on the Skellige Islands, mm-hmm. right? We get that story from some fishwife that Triss hears over in an inn somewhere. And uh, and we just see like Yennefer, you know, recovering from having spawned in the middle of the ocean and getting, you know, tied up in a fishing net and then going through whatever it is that happens there at the castle there in Skellige. Uh, but then she's rumored to have killed herself. Mm-hmm. So is that just like because she's obviously not dead, like duh, obvious. Uh, so that's a distraction so that she can escape again, or just a dumb thing, just a story that got told to the people or whatever, you know? 
Like well, she, she really did. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, she, cause she killed herself with magic, right? Supposedly. That yeah, that's what the story was. That she was like doing an experiment and it got fucked mm-hmm. up. Like Jennifer doesn't do that. Come on. Yeah. No. Uh, also, she's in the games. So come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know. Yeah, we've got the cheat code. Uh, also, you don't kill one of the three main characters in book four. Unless you go Game of Thrones with it, and then it, this establishes the war. He right, kills yeah. off one of them. Yeah, we get crazy in book four, right? <laughs> <laughs> Start bucking trends when the series is almost over. That's why he doesn't like the games, because they brought Yennefer back. Right, they went against everything. <laughs> He's like, that makes no sense. <laughs> right. I killed her. That would be crazy if something like that happened, and then just the games. It was just some like, off-screen that, we're death in the back. book. Ugh, that well, would not be terrible. even off-screen, just like... If it happens straight up, like we read it, you know, like Jennifer gets, you know, murdered and yeah. is did for sure dead, like no, no, no take backsies. And then, <laughs> and then we, and obviously in the game, like I, I'm sure you would know because you watch the synopses of the other two games, but mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> if that was like the first scene Jennifer's brought back. So I, I've been enjoying like Geralt's growth, you know, as like mm-hmm. a, uh, it's just like a, you can't say, person right because he's a mutant so like as, as just like a thing <laughs> he could be a person still okay as a person um because yeah he's i feel like he's he's written off to be like this this like too cool kind of witcher you know and then <laughs> well, i think he's resigned himself to being a loner yeah because he's cast out of society everybody wants to hire him for his services but they never appreciates or thinks and they just throw their money at him and say get the fuck out of our town demon and that's why dandelion was so fun because for whatever reason he seemed to make Geralt happy and right. they seemed yeah. so opposite, he was his only you know? actual companion yeah despite and, being completely unlike him yeah. yeah and and then now that we're getting like a little you know ragtag group of guys or you know heroes, yeah, he's growing friends yeah and, you know, and, and people and then, that yeah, he he's can rely got on friends at other places like we knew mm-hmm. he always had connections and he always knows something about whatever's going on even right. if it's not mm-hmm. everything he knows a little bit and uh it's been really fun like um man why can't i remember any names uh, the Nilfgaardian they're with, traveling with. Okay, here. Yeah, like yeah. their relationship growing. Obviously, like we kind of already knew Kahir was had his like bond with Siri, but like now that Geralt and him are kind of on good terms and right, yeah, <laughs> and, you know they they're on like accepting terms. Yeah, you know, and uh, I don't know. That's just been been cool. I'm excited to get back to Har- You know, uh, Regis. I mean. We're back with Regis. Yeah. That's, <laughs> but, that's literally the last line of the uh, the chapter, chapter six. I'm excited for it, though. Yeah. Uh, Regis, Regis I think is, is great. my favorite character. Regis I mean, is great. I, I feel like they could kill him off, unless he's in the games. But, like, yeah, I don't I remember don't them seeing to. him from the games. But, yeah, they, they could kill him. I put you on silent. Um, he could definitely be. Um, what is going on? Okay, sorry. Yeah, I think that he's a, an expendable character mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. Especially with how immortal he is. It's You're right. one of those misdirects that we've yeah. been so Either he dies or they get to the point where he can no longer travel with them for whatever reason. He has to go and back so he, to his own He takes off dimension. and we never see him again. He's just like, well, I'm going to go continue being a vampire Because he's from another dimension, right? I think so. He just gets sucked back into his own dimension. Right. Is that what the final doom is? Is that what this thing is that everybody is so afraid of? Is that like we, uh, whatever the opposite of conjunction is, we unconjunction the spheres. And so like monsters go back to wherever they came from. Because a lot of these monsters are not indigenous to the world. And then it becomes like our world. It is our history. (laughs) Yeah. Is that what happens? 
uh not in the books because the game said <laughs> that's the problem with reading the books so late in the game for me and now you that you started yeah. the third one is that like we more or less know how major parts of the story are going to end like this kingdom stays intact or monsters are still there so we don't actually unconjunction the spheres or whatever it is you know these characters stay alive so we've got the cheat code uh, the story is no less compelling but um Siri, Siri it's hard to speculate us. because of that. Yeah. Siri hasn't told us how she got her scar yet, right? Yeah. Oh. She gets it from... Well, no, we haven't seen the actual thing. She right, tells that, us that Taniel gives it to her. Okay. Uh, so, we... Yeah, we that's how I... not happened yet. Or yeah. Like, in the... Okay. Right. Because now, she, you know, she didn't kill herself in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, we know that Bonhart then throws her like in a house somewhere, I guess, you know, for keeping between the fights or whatever. It kind of beats her up until she gives him her whole story because now that she couldn't kill herself, she's like afflicted with shame and self-hatred because she couldn't, you know, get herself out of it. She was too cowardly to remove herself from this Jeez. existence of gladiatorial combat. Uh, so she was just like, fuck it. I'll tell you everything. I don't care what you geez, do to me anymore. She's got a lot going on. Yeah, she's got a lot going on. It's like extreme, extreme 16-year-old situations. I thought we had it bad. <laughs> and, the, and so and I guess maybe at some point she gets thrown back into the ring and we or even just hear about it anecdotally. Oh, what if and she then, teleports out? I don't I think that she, that she can do a little bit of magic. Yeah, I don't know that she's got the power to be able to do that yet. Because Yennefer could do that. Well, in the in the show, she could do it before she was a. Yeah, well, she's she, uh, she Yennefer is like you know top five powerful sorcerers in the land. And Siri could have been <laughs> right if she continued <laughs> she's a source, to have training. Remember? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, strange things can happen to Siri without reason or explanation and it would be fine because we know her to be this font of power that's you know mm-hmm. basically almost unbridled uh oh, but i don't think that that's gonna happen yeah um i think and it'd be kind of disappointing if she like i think that tawny al finds out mm-hmm. that uh bon uh, bonhart didn't kill her gets mad tracks them down there's a fight between the three of them and that's when okay. Siri escapes, and in that escape is whenever she gets her face sliced up, because she says that Taniel gives it to her, and mm-hmm. that's obviously something that happens during her flight, because that's part of what has to be repaired whenever, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, Voskarov or something like that, uh, the hermit uh, takes her in and heals yeah. her up, um, the former doctor. So, it's, it, we're coming close to when that's going to happen, but no, we have not seen okay. the scene where so. it happens. We're just told that yeah. it was him that did it. Yeah. Uh, and at first I was trying to figure out when that would happen, but then whenever I realized, oh, Taniel had ordered her to be killed, Bonhart didn't do it, so now there's the conflict, and then in that conflict, Siri gets involved but runs away. So, okay, so the blacksmith was, like, alluding to the sword being... Uh, like, something. Yeah, something. that'll be fun yeah. to find out. Some sort of deep-seated destiny-level power. I'm thinking it's, like, evil. Like it's an e- evil sword or something. Like like mm-hmm. it's a sword that can only kill or I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess it can't only kill if she got in a fight and they escaped. Or whatever, right. But like, I, I have a feeling there's something evil to the sword that makes it like so priceless and powerful. I mean, I, you, yeah. you don't see I don't think taken that, that there's idea, good and evil in this world, though. I mean, aside from like people, from people and their motivations, yeah. but I don't think there's an innate evil or good. Like, there's not, like, a power of evil doing things, you know? Yeah. It's just evil 
people or not evil. I was just thinking it like expressing more of like her dark side or whatever. But it's got kind of a nice name, right? Tower and Swallow. Uh, yeah, well, I think the, yeah, there's like a, that's part of the emblem is like yeah. a tower with a swallow above it. I think she just named it Swallow, um, yeah. which is also her name. Yeah, it's also um, hers. So, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, there's something to that sword mm-hmm. for sure. There's some sort of, and I don't know if it's just because it's such a perfect sword for her that if she had had it in that moment, she could have killed Bonhart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why Bonhart was like, no, you don't get it yet. And the only time that she does get it is when he throws it to her and he's, you know, a hundred feet <laughs> really away. Far away yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe that's all it was, was that Bonhart recognized, holy fuck, that sword is going to fuck me up if she has it right now. So yeah, he no. did say, kill me with one of those swords and then she could. Right. And then- but it's such a perfect sword for her that maybe that's what it is, but it okay. could be more complicated than that. I, I would be willing to believe that it's more complicated than that. Certainly in this book. <laughs> I was thinking, I was, huh? Like I combined our ideas in my head and I made it like Venom in uh, Spider-Man. No, oh, yeah. How it like makes him way stronger, but it mm-hmm. kind of makes him <laughs> bad right. guy. It's a symbiote. Yeah, it could be something like that, but it hasn't talked to her yet or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just have this idea of maybe it was a cursed blade. I mean, she thinks she's cursed. Like she thinks she's death. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, She's not wrong. No. Right. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, maybe, maybe that's why the sword's perfect for her, because she... Uh, right, there might be more symbolism there mm-hmm. rather than practical implementation of magic. Yeah. And you know, like like you said, there's no... Especially, like, there's the thing isn't evil, you know? So, right. And I can't imagine that, like, magic is, an, is evil, even if it is, like, mm-hmm. a curse that's on the sword or whatever. Like, yeah. in my mind, it's it's a cursed sword for some reason. I don't right. know why. Yeah. And, I mean, it uh, certainly And curse could always be. sounds negative to me. Like, it, it'll make you do bad stuff or it'll... Generally just, speaking, it'll it is, to yeah. your fist or whatever. But it could just have, like, a curse that makes you, like... You can't... Like, like you just... You get this bloodlust or whatever. Like, you, you enjoy fighting more than ever when you have right. something. Like, that's the curse. You just love to fight when you're using the sword or mm-hmm. I don't know. But she was already predisposed to that. I mean, who knows, right? It, it, we won't it know until we know. Your predispositions, right? So it's not evil, but she was predisposed to, right? <laughs> yeah, um, there's something about it. I I would I would bet money swallow. that there's something about it. It's the, the swallow. They're both swallows, birds of a feather. Go to a tower. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right? Huh. That'd be funny if they say something like that later, like in this last section, birds of a feather. Right. Her hustle. Just something stupid. Yeah. Hmm. What do you imagine it to look like, Katana? <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> I I'd have to go like back a... and read the description because there are, there are definitely times that I skim over uh, vestigial things like that <coughs> um, where I just like read the words but don't let them sink in because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need to know that the blade is curved or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of times I'll imagine something and it'll just be like this embodiment of a person. Not mm-hmm. really it won't be like what they what they actually look like. And then if I sit there and think like, oh yeah, I guess they do have blonde hair and right. they look like this. But that's not like like I imagine I usually take character like appearances down, but some item appearances I don't like the only thing I can recall from it is that it's a like a black sword. Or it's like an extremely dark iron. Mm. Um, so, you know, it might not be like obsidian level black, but it's, you know, black for gotcha. all intents and purposes, certainly compared to your standard steel sword. Um, that's the only thing I know for sure is that it's a dark blade uh, and it's got that engraving 
with a bunch of stuff, some elvish, you know, junk, and then a tower with a swallow flying over it. Probably her name. <laughs> right? <Elvin>. Yeah, <laughs> probably. So much destiny around her. She's the child of destiny. Carol's child of destiny. Yeah, that's true. And uh, allegedly, yeah. So can so do all sorceresses can't give birth? That's what we're uh, told. Not just Jennifer. For some reason, I've, I've been getting this feeling like it's just Jennifer. Right. <laughs> but we're yeah, we're told that none of them can, and yet mm-hmm. Geralt's mom was a sorceress. Mm-hmm. But was she a sorceress before or after having him? Because is another Siri question is that we'll never know. A sorceress too, right? Because she knows some magic. She's not like a fully trained. Yeah. Which is like, you know, the show like the a show witcher, gives a reason really. why they can't have kids, right? Because during the transformation to beautify them, they take out their uterus. But if you're already beautiful. As, <laughs> right? Do you, and you don't have to go through the beautification process. You just need to put on a glamour spell that makes you a little shinier, you know? Right. We also don't yet know, unless it gets explained later on in the books, that that is how the beautification process actually right. works as well. That might have been something they made up for the show. To give a solid reason why Yennefer can't have, rather than just like, oh, magic takes away your kids, mm-hmm. you know, like, because that would be lame. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do get a lot of Yennefer stuff that we still haven't even uh, yeah. confirmed, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, we're told that they can't, but I don't feel like we've yet been giving any concrete evidence that that's the truth. I don't even know why Geralt can't. Have a, uh, there's something that happens during this, the trial of grasses, and he also, you know, becomes a mutant. He's a, a literal mutated say, human. If he, yeah, if he's too off, like mules can't give birth. So right. So that's that could be could that, be that is something that we can that yeah. yeah. Like that's that's easy to believe. I don't think anybody would have a problem if you gave them that explanation. Oh, well, he's a mutant. I mean, he doesn't even have regular human eyes anymore. So. <laughs> so there you go people would be like okay i buy that but if you were just told people oh magic takes away your babies people would be like i don't know why that seems like a weak excuse you got to give me more than that yeah and so i think that might be why the show did what they did okay um because it does give at least like a concrete reason why mm-hmm. a child can't be had because they don't have a uterus anymore yeah um but who knows those are answers that may or may never be uh fulfilled yeah, what if, I mean, Geralt's mom is his bio mom, probably, right? I assume so. Yeah, see, what if it's not even? Right. Like, what if she's stolen? Uh, yeah, then, yeah, it could just not be his him. actual mom. Could be that she became a sorceress and went through whatever that process is in the books after having him, mm-hmm. after giving him up, mm-hmm. you know? Because how old was she whenever she gave him up? Maybe she was only 16 at the time. We don't know. Yeah. Um. And then she could conceivably still go to which school? I don't know. <laughs> to Hogwarts. Luna Nova. That's the name of a show in an anime that's about <laughs> witches going to school. A show in a show? Huh? No. Oh, that's the, sorry. I'm sorry. Did I say that? That's the name of the school in a show. I'm oh, sorry. I thought you said it's the name of a show in an anime. No. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that's, like, that's a deep cut. Right. Uh, I wish I could make cuts that deep. I don't know. I don't think I have anything else to go with. Yeah, no, I'm just, uh, I mean, I already said it. I'm just excited to get back to Regis. It'll be exciting to get the rest of this story put together. We're going to get a lot more. Like, if we can get all the little details, with, especially with all the new characters that we have, but, like, mm-hmm. if we can get all the details kind of um, 
just filed out. Like I, I want Siri to go further than just finishing her story to this old guy. Right. You know? Like I want I, I want the rest of the story and I want yeah. her to be like all that's left is her escape, I think, at this point. Like the right. confrontation between Taniel and um uh Bonhart, you know, because of what we talked about, you know, he, she's supposed to be dead, she's not dead. Blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think whatever small event it is that leads up to that meeting, which I think is the catalyst for her escape, and then we're caught up with her. Mm-hmm. I think timeline-wise, the coalescence has happened. I think everybody's at the same day at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of finding, having that last bit of ketchup with Siri, and then just everybody progresses onward at that point. Yeah, until, you know, and, and then hopefully, I mean, that that's kind of the 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 way the book feels, right? Like, we're mm-hmm. going to get a little bit after everybody. Like, after Siri catches up, we're going to get either them meeting up or like something else is going to yeah. happen. But we're going to get some more. And then, because as soon as Siri's done telling her story, whatever the thing is going to happen is going to happen. That forces her out of the hermit's house. She has to run again at mm-hmm. that point. Um, and then we just, Geralt's and his group are already progressing. Yeah. You know, they've, we've gotten past the point of catch up with them. They're moving forward. I feel like it would be excessive to get, catch up with Yennefer because we've never had catch up with Yennefer. Yeah. She's always just been, you know, like her own force uh, doing things outside of everything that we see until the moment that, you know, we get back with her and Mm -hmm. she's just continuing to do, you know, like, you know, crazy big scale stuff. So I don't think we get any actual catch up with her. I think she just appears and we just move on. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we, yeah, just like, you know, one more half chapter of catching up with Siri and then everybody continues to move forward timeline wise. All right, I'm into that. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, I guess, yeah, just uh, read the next, the last section of the book. Just finish the book. I think it's six chapters. No, I think it's five chapters. I'm sorry. Yeah, it should be about the same amount of reading now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you guys know how to find us at ears underscore stamps on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And then dog ears and timestamps at Mm gmail.com. Stay safe and clean. Wash your hands. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Wash your hands. Don't go, you know, into groups excessively if you don't need to, you know. No and public groups larger than 10 here in ATX anymore as of today. Yeah. Well, All dining spaces and real. bars are closed. Yeah. So. Uh, it's happening, folks. Yeah. So, yeah, especially if you're in the, like, you know, the trouble categories, like older and stuff, you know, just be yeah. careful. Prone to illness. Yeah. So. But I think we'll all be good. Yeah, I think we'll come back next week and tell you guys what we thought of the book. You know, oh, yeah, we'll be here. Even if we're in quarantine at that point and both of our businesses shut down for a period of time, that just means we've got more time to read. Right. And more time to drive all the way down here to my house. <laughs> yeah. The, the, what if there was like a cop at the end of Flutico? Traffic like, is great right now, What's your emergency dude? for leaving the house? I got to record a podcast <laughs> right. for my fans. For the people. <laughs> for the people. Traffic is spectacular right now. What are now. they going to listen to? It's They're so, so bored. Yeah, traffic is great right now. I don't it's kind of sad to... thinking that everyone's out because they're not sick, but they weren't, they're like on lockdown. Like schools are shut down. Right. Everybody's having to do so things good. from work, from home. Yeah. Pretty much like everybody in the guild is uh, now working from home or not having to go in or whatever. Mm. And so everybody's like Macy's shut down all their locations across the states. And so everybody's just playing video games and I'm just going to work still. Yeah, I'm still working. (laughs) (laughs) Retail. 
Yeah. Although I just said Macy's shut down, so that doesn't hold anymore. I heard mm. something too that we might be getting uh, like a stipend, not a from like that's the a that, that's cool. always like a part of the proposal for because obviously the economy is going to crash with nobody working, right? And so the idea is to give everybody a lump sum of money to go buy things and stimulate the economy. Anytime they think about a stimulus package, is what they do. I think they did that like ten years ago, whenever like the housing market thing happened. Mm-hmm. I think I remember my parents talking about it. I don't know. It's it's in the talks. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but yeah, that would yeah. be nice. Be I could use cool, actually, an extra. Yeah. I could use an extra grand. Yeah, that'd be dope. It's going straight to bills if I get it, but right. I, could I use think it. that's <laughs> the other reason they're doing it too, because so many people are like most of America is paycheck to paycheck, you know. So right, I feel like that's the other reason they they, they would want to do it is so that not. That would definitely be the I mean, altruistic reason, but it's it's definitely more just like hey, go buy things. Right. That's probably yeah. You're right. It's a consumerist economy we live in. But they care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm Will Hedrick. I'm Jordan Schaffer. This dog is in timestamps.